0: Oh well, Kia ora everybody, and welcome to episode three of Ngahere Talks. It is my absolute privilege to have with us today Rebecca or Beck. What would you rather be called? Uh,
1: look, I'll answer to both, but yeah, yeah feel free to call me Beck. Yeah. All right,
0: We've got Beck Pierce here, all the way from Adelaide. Why don't you say hello, Beck? Hello, everyone. <laughs> We're looking forward to talking to you today. But first, let's uh let's roll the intro. Welcome to Ngahere Talks. The show where we talk about? Nah, we don't even know yet. We're just trying to figure it out, but come along for the journey. This is season one, the pre-season. So it's really n- nice to have you here with us. Um, Beck. thank you so much for agreeing to come on board. We're going to open up with a few questions just to get to know you a little bit and break the ice before we get into it a little bit deeper. But essentially, I had the privilege of, of going over to Adelaide just last week, or week and a bit ago, um, to a conference that Beck had organised, and it was fantastic. And I thought, well, what a cool opportunity, fresh off the back of a conference, an inaugural conference on a global stage, to chat to someone that knows what it's like to make an impact Impact on a global scale and I think there's heaps we can learn off you but before we get going back I've got a few questions for you so we've already learnt your name Sure um, What's your favourite song?
1: Oh look I've got a few but I have to say a song that always kind of gets me up and going is Mr Brightside by The Killers
0: Yeah good good jam favourite food?
1: I'm a bit of a cheese fiend so anything to do with cheese I like or seafood or prawn
0: Oh I love seafood seafood's my number one good call and your favourite movie? Oh, um, I've got a few,
1: but uh, one that I always, you know, a bit of a go-to is the Intouchables. I don't know if you know of it. It's a yes, French film. Yes, yeah, I know yeah. That one. The guy that became a quadriplegic and he had a he had a carer that kind of led him astray and had lots of fun. So I always love
0: that one. That's a great one. Do you know that Kevin Hart did a version of that recently? Like yes, a couple of years yeah, ago. Yeah, same yeah. Same storyline. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, heard about it. Wasn't it. as good though. Eh. Well. I, thought that I don't know, I didn't get to
1: too.
0: see that version. The first version was way better. Okay, and what's your favourite hey, what, thing to do? Oh, sorry.
1: My favourite thing to do, I was going to ask you what your favourite film
0: is. Ooh, I wasn't prepared for this. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what was my favourite film? I like all sorts of movies. That's the thing. Shawshank Redemption, that was a classic good one. Eh? Yeah,
1: yeah, that's a good one.
0: Yeah, Yeah, so what's like your favourite thing to do in your spare time? Or not? In my
1: spare time... Well, look, I have to say my happy place is anywhere by the beach. Yeah. So as soon as I smell the ocean, I become a different person. So whenever I can, I head to the beach here in Adelaide. It's not far. Um, we've got some great beach beaches and coastlines. So any, any, any beach I can get to, I love.
0: Are you telling us you're a mermaid?
1: Wouldn't that be cool?
0: <laughs> a different person at the beach. Actually, you can see some of those beautiful South Australian beaches in my vlog I chucked up last week. I actually, know, you are such a great I ambassador, use. I tell you. There we go. Maybe we could get a job for Tourism Adelaide or something. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so why don't you tell everyone what your, um, what your job role is and uh, like, what your title is and what you actually do.
1: Yeah, so I um, wear a, a couple of different hats. I'm uh, Where I work is the Adelaide Festival Centre. It's um, a art centre here in the heart of the city. And um we produce and present four different festivals across the year. So we do a big cabaret festival in June, a guitar festival in August, a kids' festival in May, um and we just finished uh, the Oz Asia Festival, which is um multi genre festival, which uh is collaborations with uh, Australian and Asian um artists. So uh my role here at the Adelaide Festival Centre is the Associate Director for Programming. So I work uh, predominantly with the team that does uh, producing across the year for theatre, music, dance, visual arts, uh, community work and children's work. Uh, and uh, I'm also, the other hat that I wear, thank goodness I'm a Gemini, being, <laughs> having two different personalities. Um, the other hat that I wear is as the director for the Adelaide Unesco City of Music. Um, so Adelaide was designated as a city of music back in 2015 uh, and the office is operated from the Adelaide Festival Centre.
0: Wow, that's a big mouthful, eh? We're going to get it a little is. bit more into that UNESCO stuff because I find it intriguing but confusing, and I, hopefully you can help out with that. Well, I hope so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so why do you do what you do? What do you love about Look, it?
1: I, yeah, like, I love it. I love working in the arts. I love, I'm an enabler. I love helping uh, amazing creative people that have creative ideas and, And help to bring those to life. So I'm good at connecting people and helping to enable um, those projects and collaborations to happen. So really making those connections for people, or helping to facilitate those connections and presentations. So yeah, we've got some pretty cool uh, people here in South Australia, and it's it's great to be able to give them the platform here at the Festival Centre, but also um, from a UNESCO point of view uh, with our musicians and music makers as well. So I really love it. This particular role for probably about three years now, but working in the arts around the place, probably uh, a good almost 20 years.
0: Yeah, always in Adelaide. I
1: started as a baby. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, 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 no. I've, I've been fortunate enough that I've, um, I've worked uh, in a few different places. So I was recently up in Brisbane and I worked up at the Brisbane Festival as a program director up there worked in Singapore for a little while and Edinburgh and Dublin and Parish for a little while and a little bit around the place. So just a little um, just a little bit, eh? <laughs> yeah, a couple of different places, but predominantly here in, in in Adelaide and in a festival environment. So I really love it. I love the diversity and, and just like I said enabling the creativity to happen.
0: Yeah. I didn't prepare you with this one, but what do you think what kind of role do you think creative the creative sector plays in like a city like well, Adelaide or just in general? Creatives and like? creatives in the creative sector, what kind of role do you think they play in in society or in cities? Well, I think uh creatives
1: are uh, hugely important. There's creatives in all industries, you know, it's not just within the arts and it's it's you can be creative in, in a finance capacity, you know, it's it's hugely important and I think uh quite often undervalued. Um, but uh with the current government that we have it's it's something that they're becoming more and more aware of, the value of creative industries um, and how creatives really do cross over all aspects of industry. So, you know, education,
0: science, It's it's. I think it's hugely important. Yeah, awesome. All right, so I wanted to learn a little bit from you about UNESCO and this whole Creative Cities concept. Um, hmm. So... For those, like, for people who may not have heard of it before, what is UNESCO?
1: So UNESCO um, is the United Nations Educational, Scientific and Cultural Organisation. So the purpose of UNESCO is to really build peace through inter- international cooperation. Um, and the way that we fit into what UNESCO is is through the, um, the UNESCO Creative Cities Network, so, in 2004, UNESCO created the Creative Cities Network, um, which was an opportunity for uh, cities to join the network to become a member mm-hmm. um, to promote cooperation amongst um, the cities on a cultural and creative level uh, for sustainable urban development. So, In Adelaide was designated in 2015, as I mentioned, mm-hmm. and. Uh, last week, UNESCO uh, announced another 66 cities, um, yeah, which is massive, will join the network. So, um, when you were here in Adelaide, but, um, at the time, there are 180 cities as part of the network globally.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, that's increased to 246. So, it's a bit of a jump um, and every two years, more cities do join the network so for us being a music city, we're still the only music city in Australia. Um, there is a music city in New Zealand, which is Auckland. Yep. Big big shout out to Mark there. Um, hi, Mark. Hi Mark. Um, <laughs> and um, we've now uh, I think we have forty-seven um, cities, music cities globally as part of our network. So um, for us being part of that um uh, Creative Cities Network, it really does help to extend our reach globally um and you know, helping to to um, enable more of those international connections and, and collaboration.
0: Yeah, cool. One of the um one of those new cities is Wellington actually. Yeah, literature, okay. yeah? Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. film. No? Film, film, film. It's city of film thanks to Peter Jackson. And there was the stuff ah. on the um, on the news just this week about how Peter Jackson has funded the brand new mayor of Wellington and then literally oh. weeks later it gets announced as a city of film and then people oh, really, are yeah. like just saying there's so many ulterior motives in there it's not funny. It's quite hilarious, actually. Oh,
1: really? I think it's awesome. (laughs) I think it's great. I think it's great for New Zealand. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And media media will always pick things up like that, eh? Of course, of course. But no, we were were talking about that when we were in Adelaide, I think, me and Paula, about like, why the heck is Wellington not in here? Um, Mm. And as a city of film, because it's freaking charging, especially with the animation side.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah. So there was heaps and heaps in what you said. Like I liked what you said about building peace. I didn't mm. know that about UNESCO. Um, yeah. And then about sustainable urban development. Like I think that's so cool that creative cities are the vehicle for building sustainable urban development. Is that right?
1: That's right, yeah. And that so that's the, the main purpose. I guess the common objective is, they, what they say, and I'm quoting it, placing creativity and cultural industries at the heart of their development plans at the local and international level. So, um, yeah, I think it's a nice, a nice uh, thing to be part of mm-hmm. and an, an important thing from a creative and cultural point of view. Um, I have to say, um, just for your listeners, there's seven other uh, creative fields in total. So there's craft and folk arts, media art, film, design, gastronomy, literature and music. So they're the seven creative fields for now. There has been talk of maybe doing theatre or dance because there's so many yeah. cities that would love to put their hand up for dance, but for now they're the seven creative fields.
0: Yeah, cool. So what does it yeah. take to become a creative city?
1: Well, it's really about um, um, highlighting and um, speaking your history of a particular um uh, creative field or, or um, uh, culturally something that's important to that city. So for Adelaide, I'll talk about Adelaide. Um, we have a rich history in music. So we were the first uh, city that had the first um, music conservatory here, the Elder Con. So that was uh, the first one in Australia. We've got so we've got a rich history in music education. Got loads and loads of singer-songwriters. Um and music festivals or festivals in general, Adelaide is known as a festival city and music is important and scattered throughout all of those music uh, all of those festivals. Um, we're not only just known as the city of churches. I did like it in your your last video that you had the church in the background.
0: The church was so um, cool. I yeah. That.
1: Well they're, they're beautiful actually. Yeah. I can't um, believe
0: how long it rang the blemin bells for though.
1: <laughs> I know. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so we um, like I said, uh festivals are key to our history and and really um, uh, showcasing uh, music across all genres um, uh, here in in South Australia.
0: Yeah, awesome. I was speaking to Mark um, Mark Roach while we were in Adelaide oh, yeah. and asked him why Auckland was a city of music of all the different, I guess, things that it could have been. His answer was, because I like music.
1: <laughs> yes, that's right. And he can play it. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. And I, was like, I suppose it does come down to the people that put the proposal in. Is that right?
1: Yeah, that's right. So we, we um, put the bid in, so the Adelaide Festival Centre put the bid in, had the support of the government of South Australia and the municipality, so the City of Adelaide Council. Um, and the driving force was um, the uh, premier at the time for the government of South Australia. So um, they felt and we agree that music is, is a key driver for the state and there's certainly what it, it's known for uh, culturally. So, um, yeah, that's you just have to really focus on one particular field and that was the one that is pretty unanimous
0: that we wanted to go, go down. Yeah, awesome. Okay, we're going to take a quick little ad break and then we're going to come back and talk a little bit more about um, the conference and kind of what you, this thing that you said about extending your global reach, what that actually looks like mm. in practicality. So just a quick break and then we'll be back. Looking for a cool space to work or a legit venue for your next event? Everything you need is here at tehao Monaco. Located in the heart of Monaco City, a hop, skip and a jump from the Monaco bus and train station. We've got super fast Wi-Fi, coffee machine, great people and an awesome vibe. Book online at www.teha.nz. Let's go to Teha or Monaco. Alright, we're back now. That was our version of Bex uh, that did that Teha Monaco ad. She's pretty cool. <laughs> she's our, <laughs> nice she's our community manager and she runs all of the, she has to manage all the people that come in and out of the space. Apparently, while I was in Adelaide, it went nuts. The poor thing. Oh, cool. And it went, yeah, she had, it's funny, eh, because when you run a co working space, I'm way off topic now, but when you run a co working space, you, you almost turn into this these full time hosts. People always want to yeah. come in and they expect you to give them attention um you know, the, as soon as because you have such a small team as soon as one person's out the load doubles for someone else the poor thing that happens yeah.
1: hey did you did you get to St Paul's Creative Center when you were here in Adelaide which no. is a co-working space no, I um next trip you definitely I'll send you some uh, a link to it but it's it's pretty amazing so I think um yeah cool. uh you yeah next I, time next I time comes
0: underprepared for Adelaide but I think that's why it blew me away so much because I did not know what to expect. Mm. Yeah, I did one Instagram oh. search and saw some cool photos of some cliffs um, and that was about it <laughs>
1: <laughs> Oh well, you'll hopefully be back soon, lots more to discover
0: Yes, definitely Alright, so moving on with this conversation I'm really enjoying what you're sharing actually I feel like I, I'm i learning a lot um, oh, good. But you did good say good. one thing about being a creative city helps to extend your global reach um, mm. Like, How have you guys seen that happen so far?
1: Well, look, I have to say, um, you know, we were designated in 2015, so it was pretty new to the network, you know, it's only been four years, Mm. just under four years. Um, But extending that global reach is really about the connections that we've made and it's um, enabling artists to collaborate with other creatives from other cities. So, for example, we had... Um, some artists that went across to Hamamatsu in Japan and that wouldn't have happened unless we'd been part of um, the network. Mm. Um, We've had artists doing residencies in Poland, in Katowice and also in Krakow and that wouldn't have happened unless we were part of the network. Um, We did, um, uh, as part of uh, Edinburgh Fringe Festival um, and a couple of the other festivals that sit either side of that, Uh, we worked with Glasgow and, and Edinburgh and once again, it was because of the network itself that those connections were, were made. So it's so that I guess that's what I mean by extending that um, that reach, that international reach. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: and it's helping, I guess, the city and the state um, to define who we are and culturally who we are, and, and, and from a music point of view as well. So, and for people and other cities and artists. To get to know where we are, (laughs) we're not in New Zealand, (laughs) Um, and and um, uh, and and how to connect with us. So um, yeah, it's it's really it's really opened things up. I think for Adelaide, which is great.
0: Yeah, that's really cool. Um, I I love how you could just answer that with like twenty examples.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but like I say, we're still new to the network, so there's so much more potential and. And particularly now that there's 47 or 46 other um, music cities and, you know, there's a big wide world there to really tap into.
0: Yeah, totally. And so then you guys ended up in a position where you decided to pull together and run the very first Asia Pacific Creative Cities Conference. How did that come about and why do that?
1: Yeah, so that really came about, it was an ini- initiative of my boss, Douglas Scottier, who's the CEO and Artistic Director of the
0: Adelaide Festival Centre. And he's a big um, fan of New Zealand, I might add.
1: He is. <laughs> <laughs> and um, he uh, has a very strong connection uh, and long history with Asia in particular. He's worked in Hong Kong, I think, for about 20 years and in, in various other places, so He's very well connected and with with Asia in particular, but also has a real passion for um, developing and engaging more with the Asia Pacific. And um, he um, had felt in the past that um, the UCCM, the UNESCO Creative Cities Network, can be a bit Eurocentric mm. and felt, you know, our closest neighbour is obviously Asia and um, we sit within the Asia Pacific region. and that we should really be connecting more with our our colleagues and and friends um, closest to us. Mm. So um, he uh, suggested, why don't we look at doing this conference? Um, There is a big conference that happens. um, It's called the Annual Meeting, the UNESCO Creative Cities Annual Meeting that happens in June every year. And that's when all of the creative cities globally get together and meet over about a week. Um, and that normally happens somewhere in Europe. Um, and um, so this particular conference was just for those creative cities that sit within the region and was really a focused discussion and and series of events and strategic discussions around how can we work better together and um, how can we network better and um, do what we do. So it was, it was really his... Um, vision to improve, I guess, those collaborations between the cities and, and and within the region.
0: Yeah, yeah. And so, how do you think it went as far as trying to achieve those those outcomes you just spoke about?
1: Yeah, look, I think I think it uh, overall over, overall was pretty good. Um, mm. We were pretty happy and received lots of positive, encouraging feedback from delegates that that attended um, the conference. Mm. Um, it was the very first one. So, of course, there's always lots of learning uh, from from the first one um, in terms of um, the sorts of themes or panel discussions um, and, you know, the timing of different things. So we probably, you know, potentially look at um, timings being slightly different. Um Yeah, I do remember one
0: them, yeah. uh, five five panels deep saying to you, Oh, I'm struggling <laughs> to stay awake. And you were like yeah, yeah. You've got to stay awake. Eat some I, sugar <laughs>
1: I know. So and that was pretty pretty that was a pretty meaty day, some pretty meaty discussions. It really was, eh? Really and, and like I said to you, you smashed your panel out of the park. You're amazing and, and I know you got loads of loads of uh, amazing feedback Brought too. Me to tears. So, yeah, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I think, you know, we'd probably, I guess, to answer your question, I guess, I, I felt it was over, overall pretty successful, but, you know, there were times I felt like it was just the beginning of a discussion, really, yeah, for something. so there was so much more that we could have fleshed out, and um, uh, there's now talk of doing another conference elf, um, in the region uh, in the future, so... Hopefully next year, if not in 2021, and I feel that that's, that's going to be great to really um, continue the momentum and the discussions and, and those connections.
0: Yeah, awesome. Well done. I mean, that that yeah. sounds like a positive outcome, eh? At least people aren't like, oh, you know what? That was a big fat waste of time.
1: Like, <laughs> no. do do that again. No, and, you know, it's, it's kind of funny that um, there are some people that attended, like some international um, friends and delegates that attended that hadn't met each other but live in the same country. Mm. So um, it was really lovely to be able to bring them together in a, in a place like Adelaide for those face-to-face connections to happen. So, yeah, so that was pretty special.
0: Yeah, and I thought, like, from my perspective, I, I got asked a few times before I went over, you know, what do you want to get out of this conference? Especially when you're in a season, like, for us, we're still a startup and everything's hectic all the time um, and resources are thin and taking one person out it does have an effect on the team, so we always think, you know, thinking really carefully about the things that we say yes to. Um, but for me, other than the fact that it was an opportunity to get a little holiday, to be honest, um, mm-hmm. I was also I said to the guys, I, I honestly just want to make connections. Though, and I would love to investigate what um, what we are doing, how what we are doing could um, translate in places like Southeast Asia. Um, and other countries, I suppose, that experience some of the challenges that the Indigenous people in Aotearoa experience. So, And mm. I can say hand on heart that I got that, like, threefold, I think. The I, just, you did. Yeah. I just yesterday emptied out my bag um, that I had chucked all the business cards in and I laid them out all on the bed and I was like, oh, my gosh, how? <laughs> it's going to take me a really? long time to follow all of these up. Yeah, so I think from that perspective, just to give you some encouragement as well, that, that was great. Uh. Cool. That was, oh, uh, great that was yeah, a great opportunity to meet people from, uh, I think, as far as, like, uh, Bangladesh and Korea mm. all, the, all the way down through um, Southeast Asia and Australia. So, yeah. Mm. And even New Zealand, mm. like, I'd never met Paula before, um, so that was choice to meet her and build that yeah. So.
1: Yeah. And I, I think there was also, uh, apart from that one massive day, there was, you know, opportunity to kind of, Kick back and network over a glass of wine. You know, it was those sorts of times that
0: twelve glasses you know, you, of wine
1: that <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you know that that was that was we were able to kind of provide those opportunities and, and
0: yeah, that was really but, it was it was really really cool. What were that? What do you think you learnt the most from from this conference?
1: Um, what did I learn most? Look, I think it. Um, you know, I think there are some. Many cities that experience the same challenges Mm. Um, and, you know, whether it's from a funding perspective, um, governance, um, uh, branding or or, or, uh, awareness from a marketing point of view, you know, from a creative city's point of view, how do we um, increase that awareness of who we are and what we do and um, how we can help the sector better? Mm. Um, and to also um, not work so much in a siloed capacity that, you know, having, uh, the, as you say, the tourism guys on board and, uh, you know, across all levels. So I think um, it was interesting to, to hear about various challenges, but, you know, there's some commonalities there, I think. Mm. Um, and, yeah, the, t- the takeaways absolutely were about... Um, uh, from an Indigenous point of view, the reminder of um, working with community and, and being respectful and mindful and just appreciating the, the ways of there's not one way to do something, you know. So you, your panel in particular and what you said was a great reminder of, of all, all of that. Yeah, Cool.
0: That's really cool. Um, I had one last question. How do you? How do these? Com- how did this conference get funded? Like, how many different avenues? Yes, yeah,
1: So um, the Adelaide Festival Centre um, put some money into it. Also, the um, government of South Australia uh, put some money into it. So thanks to them. The City of Adelaide Council and Department uh, DFAT, Department of Foreign Affairs and Trade. So big thanks to them as
0: well. Wow ah, so all. Big party shadowed by Australia, really? Eh. That's right. <laughs> so yes. I guess I was exactly. just wondering, like, does UNESCO pay for all this stuff or, or not? So no,
1: no, no, they don't. They sort of support, and they and I have to say, the headquarters in, in Paris were very supportive, um, in terms of helping to spread the word about it, um, and you know, sending out information to the various creative cities and and um, some of the regional offices. Um, and the mayors, but no cash as yeah, such. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's, a good, it's a really good brand to um, be associated with, eh? Absolutely,
1: yeah,
0: yeah, that's right. Cool. All right, well, just to wrap up, um, I thought it would be cool to hear from you um, for mm. those budding, uh, impact-driven people out there that want to take their impact beyond their own country or build, I guess, their influence globally. What would be some tips that you would give to people that want to take the impact global but maybe not quite sure where to start?
1: Yeah, look, I would um, encourage them to uh, not be afraid to, um, one, ask for help. Um, Have confidence in what you believe in. Um, It's about networking and connecting with people. So it is the the people-to-people connection that's hugely important. and uh, and it does come come down to networking, but um, uh, you know, connecting with the right sort of people. I think so. Um, whether it's something face to face, go and have a coffee with someone, or you know, people like yourself, or um, local government, or um, yeah, don't be don't be afraid to to connect with. Um, with other enablers, I guess, mm. um, and yeah, if for, from an Australian point of view or South Australian point of view, always drop me a line or give me a shout. I'm very happy to to help make those connections from an Australian point of view.
0: Yeah, awesome. I love that, and i I do like what you said earlier about your boss and how many um, quality relationships I guess he's built across the region, and it mm. was able to. I guess you guys were able to leverage off that. To
1: Absolutely, to yeah. That's right, and I, have, I should have mentioned also that the conference took place during one of our festivals, the Oz Asia mm-hmm. Festival, so I think that really helped with um, building that vibe and um, energy around the conference, but also it gave it an, an additional thing for, for people to, to come along to, so it wasn't just the conference, it was the art around it and the creativity around it, so I think that's really important. And the dumpling um, Yeah. The dumpling, <laughs> lucky dumplings, that's right. <laughs> um, so it's always nice to, yeah, I guess um, when you've got something like this, having other um, artistic or, or uh, creative things happening around it as well. But, yeah, yeah, um, that's a
0: really good yeah. piece of advice, I think.
1: Yeah. Um, hey, can I ask you, what, what what was your takeaway from the conference? What was your key learning?
0: What was my key learning from the conference? Ooh, well, that's, I feel like that's such a big question.
1: Um, apart, apart from going to the Barossa Valley, that was <laughs> your. <laughs>
0: that it's true what they say about Barossa Valley wines. But, um, I think one thing, I mean, on a personal level, like, I, like as you saw in my video, which I, I have no problem being upfront with my emotions, I'm always emotional. But um, I felt a like it, like I think just being. Oh, I was in an environment with people that are really, really clever like really academic that I guess lead more with the head than with the heart. Mm. And I'm used to being environments with people that lead from the heart. Um, Mm. And so being in an environment like that and feeling not in a bad way, but feeling like I was out of my depth, just like from an academic perspective, um, feeling like what we were doing was validated through all Mm. the, the things that people were saying, the feedback that people were giving me turned into something quite emotional which meant that it was a big deal for me which helped me kind of validate i suppose what we are doing here and that when you can test it on a on a global scale so outside Mm. of my own community and even my own country and still get such good feedback on it that was pretty powerful for me I think that Mm. was, on on a personal level, that was the big thing for me. I think on a more, like, general level, like, the fact that I'm having this conversation, sitting here having this conversation with you, I would never have been thinking about these things had I not been at that conference, so it's it's made me think about things globally, it's made me think about, okay, what is this Creative Cities Network? I mean, we had set a bit of a mission for ourselves to be the content creator capital of Aotearoa. Um, mm. here in Monaco, it was it's not our kind of main mission statement but it's something I guess it just is there because we believe so much in young digital content creators um, and that we want New Zealand to be known for that and we mm. think there's still heaps of scope for that so I feel like yeah when you go into places where people are thinking bigger than what you normally think it's always a good thing
1: yeah, yeah, and and I guess you know you're in a fortunate position that you know there's a couple of creative cities there in New Zealand now that mm. you can tap into those each of those creative fields. Yeah,
0: totally.
1: You know, from a film, music, and I think is it uh, design? Is design the that another must, that must be
0: Hamilton? Yeah. No, <laughs> that's, that's an inside joke. Just laugh. <laughs> yeah, I was like, ah, oh, yeah, <laughs> Hamilton is like the eighties. <laughs> Ah, right. <laughs> yeah, so fantastic design. I I don't know which one it is, but we could have a look at Dun, it. Dunedin,
1: Dunedin, oh, Dunedin. yeah, yeah,
0: oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Ian Taylor with his Animation Research Limited are based in Dunedin, and they yeah, do a lot it. of the like um the animations and the infographics for like the Americas Cup and the Cricket World Cup, yeah, things cool, like that. So yeah, they could have a good
1: yeah nice so yeah so you can tap into those creative fields all those um those offices as well with with what you do
0: yeah absolutely it does it does it just opens up your thinking um so yeah, I appreciate that and thank you so much for bringing me over. It was awesome
1: uh thanks for coming over it was it was really great to have you, and like I said, you smashed it out of the park so so you should be very proud and uh it's nice to to make that connection with you,
0: yeah, it really is eh. But thanks mm. so much for your time back. Um, That's okay. I appreciated it. It was awesome.
1: Pleasure. And yeah, let's keep in
0: touch. Absolutely. Tune te to me, Nuke. Thanks so much for listening in. We hope you enjoyed it. We'd love to hear back from you. So why don't you connect with us? Look for us, Ngahere Communities, on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. We'll see you next time on Ngahere Talks. Kia pwai tora.